You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Uh, Tonight we are talking about the gift of discernment. And really quick, just as we begin our review, um, a fact about all the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, The Spirit of God is the source. It is impossible to operate in these giftings without the Holy Spirit. He is the seal of authenticity and authority. The display of the gifts will always look like the heart of the Father. No gifts of the Spirit are meant to elevate any one person, but instead the body of Christ as a whole. Uh, And last week, we looked at the function of prophecy. We were in prophecy for two weeks, and all those are online. Uh, But we looked at the function of prophecy, starting by examining prophecy in the Old Covenant versus the New Covenant, the Old Testament versus the New Testament. The Old Testament prophecy uh, typically always connected to the nation of Israel and the Israelites. Um, The prophets in the Old Testament were typically in leadership positions for the Israelites. So anytime, the God, God is the God of the Israelites, okay? We knew that in the Old Testament. He was the God of Israel. Those were His chosen people, the Jews and the Israelites. And so any word that came from God obviously had to do with His people because the, the gift of God was not for everyone yet. So he was specifically talking to the people of God that he was establishing and that he was setting up for the line of Jesus that would later come. Uh, And the prophets were always looked at as leaders because they heard the voice of God. God spoke to them, so they were very quickly and often put at the top of the line as far as leadership in the nation of Israel to the Israelites because they were the ones that the Lord spoke to. Because back then, the Lord did not speak to everyone. He would choose someone to be his mouthpiece. Uh, And so we see that throughout the Old Testament. And so those people were always put into positions of leadership. Now, in the New Testament prophecy, it's more universal. It's for anyone. Anyone can prophesy because of the... uh, Anyone that has the Holy Spirit can prophesy. Anyone... uh, that has been born again, is, is a believer, and has received the Holy Spirit, can press in and ask for the gift of prophecy. Uh, the prophetic now in the new covenant that we live in, that we find ourselves in today, can be on a small or a large scale of revelation. It can have to do with a nation. It can have to do with a city, a country, uh, a town, a church, or a, a singular person. Uh, The prophetic in the New Covenant is not limited to just a massive group, but can be very, very specific for a very specific person. And those delivering prophecy, the the prophets in the the New Testament and in the New Covenant today, in the world that we live in today, those delivering prophecy did not have to hold a position of authority within the church. Because you don't have to hold a position of authority to have the Holy Spirit. Anyone with the Holy Spirit has the capacity for prophecy because the Holy Spirit is the one that speaks and brings about direct revelation and prophecy comes from direct revelation. So anyone that is receiving direct revelation for a person, for a city, for a country, for a state, for a church, anything like that, has has the ability to step into the prophetic gifting. There are those that operate in it more heavily than others, but all... uh, 
it is, it is possible for anyone who has received the Holy Spirit to step into the gift of prophecy. So it's not just pastors. It's not just leadership within the church. It can be any member at any time. The Lord can bring direct revelation, a word of the prophetic, and they can, they can speak it. Uh, and we examine those, the two types of prophetic revelation within the New Covenant, uh, knowing that it has all, it always has to do with the future. Prophecy always have, has to do with the future. If you're looking at a specific, specific moment or the present, if you've got a word for the present of understanding, of clarity, uh, of revelation for the present time, that is a word of knowledge, not a word of prophecy. That is a word of knowledge. That is insight. A word of knowledge will always have to do with insight. Prophecy has insight into the future that is coming and has not yet been what is what is in front of us, not behind us or happening before us in this very moment. So knowing that it always has to do with the future, the first type of prophecy that we talked about last week is foretelling the future that is to come. It is coming. This is going to happen. This is a future that is if we remain on this path, this is the future that we're heading towards. Uh, we see examples of this in Zechariah 12 in the prophesying of Jesus' death. We also see this uh, throughout the New Covenant of speaking of what is to come. Okay, And the second type of prophetic revelation that we have in the New Co- Covenant is forthtelling, causing a future to come. Causing a future. Okay, causing a future. And we see this in Acts 9, uh, specifically with Ananias, as the Lord reveals to him his purpose and plan and future for Paul after Ananias anoints him and prays over him and the scales fall from his eyes. This future will happen for Paul. On the road to Damascus, when Jesus intercepts him and asks why he's persecuting the church and Saul realizes that Jesus is real. He's everything that he said he was. Jesus intercepted and caused a future that he had in mind for Paul. Paul was heading on a path. Saul was heading on a path that had nothing to do with writing the New Testament and becoming a leader of the, of the Christian church and receiving the Holy Spirit for himself, but destroying those that were seeking uh, to establish the Christian church. That was his path. That was his plan. He had never thought of joining the ranks of Christianity, but destroying them. And then he was intercepted by Jesus, had this word, had this revelation, and then Ananias brings to him a word of prophecy that is causing a future for Paul to step into. Um, that is forthtelling. It displays this truth that the Lord will give a word of prophecy to us that we never desired. Uh, We didn't pray for it. He just tells us what he had in mind for us. Oftentimes, the Lord will just say, this is what I actually have for you. Um, It's it's the same. uh, I had a foretelling prophecy uh, that brought us out here, uh, a word of revelation that brought us to Sundown, Texas. This was not ever on our path. This was not ever a desire to be here or to be in ministry, but because of a foretelling word of the prophetic, it caused a future to take place that would not have taken place without that word. Okay? That's foretelling. But it all comes down to the receiving of the prophetic and the manner in which we receive. We can receive a word meant for our building up as a word of destruction and judgment. 
depending on the position of our heart. It always depends on the position of our heart. 1 Corinthians 14.29 says, Let two or three prophesy, and let the others evaluate what is said. But without faith, without relationship, without having your heart before the Lord, within His will, constantly before Him, in relationship with Him, you will always misjudge and evaluate that in yourself and not in the way that the Lord desired you to evaluate it, not through the Spirit of God allowing you and showing you and quickening in you the word that was just spoken. You evaluate within your own measure, within your own right, within your own will, within your own mind, and in that place is found destruction and judgment. So a word that was meant for your edification will be received as a word of condemnation. If I say the Lord is calling you into higher things right now, the Lord is telling you to leave this behind and step into new things. If I'm not in a position to hear what the Lord is saying and receive it with a right heart and a right mind, that this is a good word from the Lord, but I'm in a place of self and self-awareness and self-focus, what I'll receive is I'm not, I'm not doing a good enough job. The Lord's trying to make me do something different. You need some water? Go get some, please. Oh, that's on the recording. <laughs> You're going to make Steve really busy by coughing over and over. Uh, it, is a, it is all about the position of our hearts when it comes to receiving, when it comes to receiving anything. If I come to church expecting to be judged as so many come to church with even if you only have one percent of yourself that expects judgment when you show up anything that is spoken about changing who you are which is so much of everything because what is the lord constantly trying to do in our daily lives mold us in his image which requires change that we would leave our old self behind and become our new self that requires change. But anytime you offer up change to someone who has left the door open to be feeling judged, they will only see that as judgment. I'm not good enough as I am now. You're saying I have to change. You're judging me. That, again, is just making this point that if our heart is not in a good place, in a place before the Lord for edification, understanding that God is good, uh, Listening to the Holy Spirit, letting the Holy Spirit say, this is a good word, this is a bad word, this is for you, this isn't for you. Trusting that, that relationship that's built around faith and trust. Um, if we don't have that place, if we are not in that place, when it comes time to receive, we will always receive within our own capacity to do so, and we will always miss the mark. We will always receive it in the exact opposite way that Jesus intended. If it's for the building up and betterment of life, we will only ever receive it as destruction and belittling and putting me down. That is all we'll receive if our heart is not in the place that the Lord has for us. And so receiving prophecy, evaluating prophecy, it all comes down to our next lesson, the gift of discernment, recognizing this gift. Uh, and we're going to talk about what it is. This is not a complicated uh, study. This is not a complicated gift to understand, but it, it is vital to everything that we've talked about thus far. We uh, first see it in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 10. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. 
this is talking about discernment. This is the gift of discernment. Whether it's discerning, it, it is always, it, it says this, and I've, had a, I've seen a lot of people talk about this. The gift of discernment is always discerning that which is of God and that which is not of God. That's all it is. In life, when anybody says they have the gift of discernment, they have the gift to determine what is the Lord and what isn't. Period. That's the gift. It's not complicated. It's not complex. It doesn't need to be any more uh, crazy than that. It is the ability to discern that which is of God and that which isn't. This is a special gift to discern whether those who prophesied were actually speaking from God. It's necessary within prophecy, as we read about in 1 Corinthians 14, 29, uh, that two or three prophesy and let the others evaluate what is said. That is talking about the gift of discernment. Let others evaluate from this gift of discernment that this is of God or this isn't of God. Uh, And the second thing, the gift was given to distinguish between the Holy Spirit and the working of evil spirits. Okay, we don't take this into account, but we need to remember at the time of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit comes, the release of the Holy Spirit and the church, the Christian church is formed. The Old Testament was the only completely written revelation of God at that time. They did not have a New Testament. They did not have the letters of Paul. They didn't have any of this composed yet. All of this that we have now in the New Testament was composed much later and compiled together for us. They didn't have access to any of this, okay? Uh, So there needed to be some way the early church could distinguish the true from the false doctrine about Jesus. So many stories about Jesus at the time were circulating And they needed this divine ability to discern truth from error. And this makes sense. This is a gift found in the Holy Spirit and a gift that displays how all the gifts are possible for anyone uh, because everyone needs discernment. This gift puts on display that there are not, there are not uh, prerequisites for accessing the gift of the prophetic, for accessing the gift of a word of knowledge, that to, for accessing the gifts of healing, the gifts of miracles. There's, there's nothing besides being a son, a daughter of Jesus, receiving the Holy Spirit and the salvation of Jesus for yourself and stepping into that and living in the will of God. That's it. And discernment shows us that these gifts, every one of them, are for all of us. Therefore, all of us to step into. Now, some of us are just not going to step into those things. And that's okay. The Holy Spirit doesn't want you. He won't prompt you to step into that. But that doesn't mean that in a moment when it arises that the gift of the prophetic cannot flow from you if you are willing to be a vessel for it. And the gift of discernment is necessary for every single spiritual gift in Scripture. Every single one, it is necessary to understand and operate within discernment. When to speak, when not to speak. When, when to reveal something that has been revealed and when to be silent. When to uh, pray for endurance and when to pray for the miraculous. When to pray for healing and when to pray for the miraculous. A discernment is necessary to understand what the will of the Lord is, to understand how the Spirit is moving in a moment, 
If the Spirit is in this house and we're worshiping one Sunday morning and we can discern that the Spirit wants to do a miracle this morning, I can feel the miraculous nature of God flowing in here. We need the gift of discernment to discern that that's what the Holy Spirit is specifically wanting to do today. Last week we had this gift of discernment to tell that the gift of the Holy Spirit wants us. The Holy Spirit in this moment just wants us to give all of ourselves to Him. Open, make all of ourselves available to Him. That was a gift of discernment that you saw those messages, multiple messages around the same thing last Sunday uh, given by multiple different people because of the gift of discernment, discerning what the will of the Lord was for this morning. That's the gift of discernment. It's powerful and it's necessary. Um, This is a gift that is obviously found in the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. He will teach and He will guide us into truth. This is a gift all believers should ask for and pursue, the gift of discernment. It plays such a pivotal role in protecting and guiding the body of Christ and protecting it from those like false prophets. This is necessary today. Uh, And just having discussions uh, before starting this evening, having discussions uh, when I was in Houston uh, on Monday, just with different things that are happening in different churches, it is necessary for this gift of discernment to flow freely and widely in the people of God to know that I've stepped into a house that has ushered in and received the Holy Spirit, or I've stepped into a house that has kicked Him out and is operating in their own will and their own design, not in God's. Discernment is necessary. Discernment is key. Uh, And we are warned um, to, to pursue discernment because of false prophets that will come. Uh, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 12. And what I am doing I will continue to do in order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boasted mission they work on the same terms as we do. For such men are false prophets, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. First uh, John 4 verse 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many pro- false prophets have gone out into the world. Okay, so discernment in layman's terms is our ability to listen to the Holy Spirit in response to what is happening uh, and who is before us. What is happening before us and who is before us. To listen to the Holy Spirit and discern what the Lord is doing what he's, or, and what He's not doing, what He's saying and what He's not saying in any individual moment. A sensitivity to know when the Spirit is in agreement with something or warning us away from something. Uh, it is not rooted in opinion, and this is key. Discernment is not rooted in opinion. It is a gift and a manifestation of the Spirit. An opinion is a manifestation of self. 
We have too many opinions because we have too many that are manifesting themselves as God, themselves as truth. You are not truth. There is no truth found in you except Jesus and the Holy Spirit, period. Before Him, you were nothing but doomed and and destined for eternal damnation. But because of the gift freely given by Jesus Christ, the sacrifice uh, uh, of the, the sinless Lamb who became sin, He who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of Him, because of that truth, we can step in and have this relationship with the Holy Spirit, the helper which He sends to us. And we can have this relationship with Him. And if we build that relationship up, then we can know in a moment... If something happening before us is of him or not of him, and that is the gift of discernment. But opinion is a manifestation of self. And so many claim the gift of discernment when really they are manifesting an opinion because it's not rooted in them. They didn't like what was said, but that doesn't mean what was said was not of God. But because they didn't like what was said, they say, I, I don't, that's not from the Lord. I'm discerning that that's not of God. No, it is of God. It just makes you uncomfortable and requires something of you. Anytime we have moments that require something of us, our default, unfortunately, is to go on the defensive against what was spoken. To justify who I am now in my sin instead of allowing the Lord to mold me into the manifestation and image of Him and His Son and His heart for the world around me. This is a good thing that He is desiring to do in us, but we've allowed the enemy to manipulate our thoughts. We've invited Him into our mind, and because we've done that, we, have, we, we are justifying our opinions as discernment, and we're missing the mark continually over and over and over and over again. There's a reason people attack Bill Johnson on a regular basis. It's because what he speaks brings about a need to change who they are, and they have no desire to change who they are. They have no desire to be any different because they believe they are right because what they have found is comfortable and rooted within themselves. They have created a God of their own design, and they worship that God. And anything that challenges that God, they discern is not of God. And in their own hearts, that's true. It's not of your God that you've created. It's of the true God, the real God, the one God. But because we have worshipped opinion, because we have desired to be the same and not change, that I'm this perfect, I'm, I'm special, I'm, I'm perfect the way I am, stuff, it, which is just not true. That doesn't mean that you be mean, or, and that's not trying to be a mean statement, but no one was born looking like Jesus. It's a process that we all, must, we all are invited into. We're all invited into it. If you're adopted into a family, but you know nothing of that family, you will never be a part of that family. We've been adopted in, but what happens to someone that's adopted in is they've got to open up. They've got to invest themselves. They've got to learn what this family's routine is, what they do, who the father is, their heart, who the mother is, their desires, what, the, what their dreams are, what their goals are. And it's when we find out that information that we feel apart, we feel connected. But we've been adopted into this family. We still know nothing about it. 
because we've not pursued relationship with the Holy Spirit. And because we don't pursue relationship with the Holy Spirit, we cannot discern what the will of the Lord is. (coughs) Discern what the will of the Lord is. How can you discern what the will of the Lord is if you have no relationship with the Spirit of the Lord that knows the will of the Lord? Who knows the heart of a man but the Spirit that is in him? As it is, who knows the heart of God but the Spirit of God that is in him? And we cannot discern what the will of the Lord is without the Holy Spirit. And if we have no relationship with the Holy Spirit, we will not ever understand and we will not ever be able to discern when the gift of prophecy is necessary, when the gifts of healing are necessary, uh, when a word of knowledge is needed to be released, when it's time, you know what, today is the day that this miracle takes place. Let's press into it because I can discern that the Lord desires this to happen, but He's waiting for a people who are willing to press in and fight for such a miracle. We've got to be able to discern those moments. And I think so, so much of the reason we don't see the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit, the miraculous, the words of knowledge, prophecy. One, we've talked about this in great lengths, is because we have no relationship with Him. He's not going to entrust to you the kingdom when you do not know Him. You've got to recognize that. You've got to recognize that He's... He has made everything available to us. But that doesn't mean that you just, I just get to go like a vending machine and throw out miracles in heaven. That's not what that is. You have the opportunity to engage with it. But you've got to learn how to navigate the kingdom. That only comes through relationship. Only comes through relationship. So we know this to be true. But the other thing that we, because in, uh, in addition to that, so like, Point B to the first point. We need to have relationship if we want to see the gifts made manifest in the church again. The second thing is after relationship and only by relationship can we discern what the will of the Lord is in each and every moment. What gift is He seeking to release today? What gift does He have for this person next to me Today, what is he doing in the room? What is he doing this morning? What is he desiring to do on this Thursday or at this basketball game? What is the will of the Lord? If I can discern that, then I can step in and partner with him, have unity with the kingdom, partner with the kingdom instead of trying to force the kingdom to partner with me, which is what we do when we have no discernment. When we don't understand the gift of discernment, we are trying to get the kingdom to partner with me instead of partnering with the Lord. The gift of discernment is necessary. (coughs) To see this gift in our lives, we must simply listen for the Holy Spirit and let Him guide and lead us. It's not difficult. It is a gift that will come to you. No matter if you have relationship with the Lord, if you pursue relationship with Jesus, you will see the gift of discernment made manifest in your in your life. Because all it is, is the Holy Spirit speaking to you of what he's doing and what he isn't. So every single one of us will experience the gift of discernment. If we pursue relationship. But the gift of discernment will open up the rest of the kingdom. Because we will know which key to use to unlock which gift at each given moment that the Lord deems necessary. 
The gift of discernment is crucial. It is important. It is, it, and it is so simple to access. Just pursue Jesus. Pursue relationship. Uh, pursue breakthrough. Pursue ho- the Holy Spirit. Uh, learn His voice. And to pursue Him and to learn His voice is to sit before Him silent and allow Him to speak. Doing these things you will see the gift of discernment manifested in your story. What to do, what not to do, what jobs to take, what not to take, what, what, uh, what places to go, what places not to go. You will discern what the will of the Lord is for you each and every moment when you have relationship with Him. And if we can discern, we have access to the rest of the gifts. Because all we've got to do is listen for the Holy Spirit and what He wants to do in each and every moment. And in that moment, we say yes to whatever gift He desires to make manifest. But it all is by discernment. Pursue relationship. Pursue the gift of discernment in your own stories that you could operate in it and access the fullness that is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.